the finance role revolution will not be televised. Will not be televised. Welcome to the Generation CFO podcast, the podcast about finance people and the role revolution being brought about by technology. My name is Christopher Argent and I'm here today to talk a little bit more about what uh, Mark Neal talked about in the last pod, break down a couple of the things um, that he talks about and give you a few references for more learning if you're interested to do that. And um, if you haven't picked up on the structure so far, what I try to do is have uh, one interview with uh, a finance professional, someone who's got a lot to say, something interesting to say, um, and always open to to interesting podcast people if you're interested in joining me. And then the following week, uh, we sort of dissect it a little bit, uh, look at the headline messages and do a bit of a micro learning on whatever that topic may be and uh, try and help you continue your learning if you're interested and point to a few external references so um, yeah thanks for listening if you like that sort of approach and if you like what i'm doing then uh, please subscribe have a little look on our uh, website and uh, comment on what we do and uh, wherever you're subscribing to this maybe leave us a review Uh, five stars is always uh, motivating and um yeah, really, really good to hear from listeners. I think we've got, you know, 40, 50 countries listening now, uh, real global reach. And uh, it's the main reason why I do this, to be honest with you, because all my conversations tend to be in London and uh, focused on the UK and Europe. But obviously, this is a global phenomenon. Technology uh, is neutral and uh, can sit in any country, in any finance team, anywhere. So, uh I'm very happy to be doing a global podcast for you. So what about Mark Neal and uh, everything that he talked about? He was an interesting um, guy. I think also, you know, he, he had a really clear view of where he felt finance sat within the business. And he's, he's you know, always been a, a commercial finance guy, I think, to summarise it. Um, he worked outside of finance. He came back into finance with a sort of value adding approach because the business held him to account so much I think when he wasn't in finance and uh, never really was comfortable with the controller and compliance role that we have within accounting and finance so he was really keen to to bring back um, value adding philosophies into uh, into the finance team and consequently he's he's you know had a great career mainly within media um and he's he's expanded his reach into sort of other areas uh, i think it was you know operations and legal that he was also running um at A&E networks in the uk so really interesting guy loads to say and uh, a real sharp angle on the uh, the value add that finance needs to be bringing and that is the the one message that I want to talk about today. Um, he sort of viewed finance as the sort of fulcrum of the business, I think, is, is how he phrased it. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes talk about finance as being in a privileged position because they have a full view of the company. And um, 
they're the ones who everyone comes to to sort of get other things done in the business and I think that's what he meant by the fulcrum you know we sit in the middle and we bring balance to you know investment conversations um, commercial conversations strategic conversations and we're seen as a sort of trusted partner in the business and uh, he thinks that uh, and I completely agree with him that you know the stronger that relationship with the business the more value add um, we're providing to the business then the better we are as a finance function and um, the reason why I call that out over the, the the full podcast of you know 40 minutes that dived into loads of different things you know from how you start your career and uh, you know working in different types of teams and following your nose a little bit when it comes to um, where you work and motivations and things like that the reason why I call this out is because I think it really is the 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 one thing that um, we have to start getting right in finance, which is seeing ourselves as value adding to the business rather than controllers, you know, compliance providers, um, and sort of sitting in that role as a support function, um, because the business frankly is asking us to change um you know one of the the trends that i've seen is that you know business aren't bothered about what we do in compliance <laughs> they don't see the value in it you know the controller role now is potentially automated um by technologies coming through and again the business isn't that bothered um you know whether we can sort of improve the efficiency of our processes uh, they expect them to be efficient and you know when you get into the minutiae of, of some of these technology projects they're definitely not bothered about whether you know we can operate something um, you know fractionally faster or fractionally cheaper um, by potentially moving to the cloud or having data available to us they just want all those basic building blocks in their eyes to be met by finance, IT, and the support services that the kind of they see as offering to them as as business in in sales and operations. So, so kind of if we don't start moving on that journey, then we're not going to be able to provide what the business wants, and that is a fundamental problem um, going forward. If we don't satisfy what the business wants, then Particularly in this technology space, I've started to see you know cottage industries pop up. You know, there's a you know an analytics team in every single department of a company. Um, there's a there's a sort of pseudo IT, possibly you know data team popping up in marketing, and maybe someone wants to run a project somewhere else in the business. We we we're starting to become quite disorganised because you know I I see this central team of finance not rising to the opportunity, um, you know, of being the fulcrum to the business, but the fulcrum to you know business innovation, technology innovation, finance innovation, um, and we are in a really good position to to do that. Um, why do I say that? Because you know, we have the business partnering skills and potentially, and if you don't, you know, we'll move on to that. But you have the business partnering skills um, and you have the financial 
savvy and awareness um, to to bring value to these conversations. You know, you're you're not going to be biased because you're not targeted in the same way as sales. Um, you're you're possibly going to be more um, company wide, you know, commercially aware than an operations team. Um, you know, marketing team may have some of this capability. You know, marketing analytics is definitely leading finance analytics at the moment. Um, you know, all marketing pretty much is analytics driven nowadays. But they are, you know, very much focused on a customer and a customer journey and customer awareness alone. Whereas, you know, finance has that broader reach and it would include a customer view, but it has every single department to worry about to make sure that the business overall is is operating. So I feel that we're in a there's a sort of perfect storm brewing for us. And if we do nothing, then we're going to suffer. But if we rise to the occasion and, and start to, you know, meet the business needs, meet the transformation and technology needs, then we're going to do very well. So I'm always on the search for innovators within the world of accounting and finance operations, shared services. And I have stumbled across a company that's doing some great work in the Nordics. In fact, they're one of the biggest providers of this solution in the Nordics, and they're looking to expand their reach into Europe. The company's called Quivalia. They are sponsoring this podcast, and they're co-authoring a few articles with me at the moment. I truly believe that they are walking the talk. You know, they've been 10 years experts in sort of transactional analysis on the AP side, stopping leakages in capital around sort of mismanaged VAT, overpayments, double payments and things like that. The sort of basic stuff that's been talked about for a long time. But they've now moved up the value chain. Their leadership team there is really trying to push the boundaries into next generation finance. A couple of examples of that are that they are providing an offering for free, which is brilliant. SMEs, small businesses, small medium-sized businesses can have a free e-invoicing software. But at the same time, they've developed a protocol, a format for the exchange of invoices to basically eliminate that transactional process for invoicing, which would take conversations around automation in this area up another level you know automation accounts payable automation on steroids you could call it and they're just automating everything in that process whether it's validation or bounce backs or you know supply monitoring whatever it is they are looking to speed up that process to the point where you could almost say you've eliminated that process there's a few people talking about that in the blockchain space but i uh, you know, I'm not sold on that. And I think Cavalia are thought leaders in this area and they're definitely walking the talk. So if you're interested in AP and trying to improve the value that you provide in that area, then check out Cavalia. Their website is qvalia.com. And like I say, they are one of the biggest players in the Nordics, uh, helping customers all over Europe and they're looking to expand their reach. So they're there for you. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, finance business partnering or strategic business partnering and the, the value add mindset 
that Mark was talking about. And this is something we have, as a finance community, talked about for a very, 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 very long time. Um, but for various reasons, we haven't got there. But we have to. I, I really feel that, you know, with the changes, the technology changes that are coming through and, and the business changes that are coming through, we absolutely have to start nailing this. And um, I... I'm going to try and explain sort of why I feel that, that this is now getting to the point where we have to make change. Um, so I've touched on a few things, but if we look at the, the big picture, so the big picture is that, you know, the, the, the world is more uncertain than ever before. Um, you know, VUCA environment is um, causing instability and, uh, you know, I'm, loathe to talk about the b word brexit but you know it's just an example of how um you know holistically business can be impacted by so many different things so we have to start thinking bigger we have to start helping the business operate uh, grow perform as best it can and that's looking at you know the the big picture uh, including externalities if and if we don't do this then we really don't have a seat at the table and we need to keep that seat at the table um, because if you know part of our role is being automated and we're seen not to provide value we lose the seat at the table then you know what what sort of career do we have then i think you know if we look at our own kind of team structure and our team environments that are changing um we have uh, in the past, we've had a very structured role and we've kind of worked through the career ladder, uh, looking at operations, you know, looking at how we report, you know, reaching out into consolidations, maybe having a sabbatical into, you know, investor relations or some other non-finance team and, and coming, you know, back into to finance, feeling a bit more um, business aware, commercial. Um, but all of this sort of you know career path is is changing and it's it's changing because of uh technology um you know i talk about the role revolution will not be televised and you know this is what i'm also trying to explain in the podcasts um that when i you know you know 20 years ago you, you could walk into a finance team and you could see people you know literally writing you know invoices onto a ledger and then it being sent off for batch processing to um to a head office or, or you know some data entry person who is going to put it into a ledger um you know fast forward to 20 years now um you know we have technology that's been used for a long time to scan those invoices and those invoices go directly into a system but you know we still have poor process we still have breaks in let's say that that ap process we still have manual intervention um and there is a role for us yes it's been massively changed and there's probably less people um and let's look at ap i suppose uh, as a process you know there's less people involved in that process now uh, than there was 20 years ago and the the nature of that role has changed as well um you know i'm no longer writing things out on a ledger i'm sort of supervising and checking and auditing what's happening on that system but we now have the capability to 
take a photograph of an invoice for you know pattern recognition to take all of the information from that invoice and post it properly onto a ledger no need for checking because it can reference an internal policy and when I say it it's the AI if you want to call it AI would check the internal policies and post it in the right place on the system every time because it's your policy no human error then you know when it comes to you your need to audit that work well why do you need to audit that work you know we could just simply let the the AI run its own audit and if it finds any problems well do I really need to you know create a step in the process for a manager to go and check that and say oh you know can you approve this because it's outside of policy you know why don't you build in your own tolerances or just have a, you know a zero tolerance and say no if there's a you know a, a pint of beer on this food client bill then you just take it off and something that would take us you know minutes even hours if you if you talk about all the touch points in that process it's um it's something that the AI could do immediately without any human intervention and the this this technology is impacting you know our our team environments and how we learn and how we grow in our careers so that sort of hierarchical role where we sort of learn slowly 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 build on our experiences you know it's going to be different um and we you know we hear yeah i don't think accountancy is is dead and i actually think that things like understanding your ledgers and your t accounts is actually really helpful when it comes to reporting um but you know will we be needing to you know post all those journals in the future or make those corrections um i i hope not because i see it's a low value activity um in the interim probably but you know the point is we have to start changing because of the environment that we work in changes equally if you take it up a level to the reporting and the analytics side um you know that used to be the the sort of bastion of of you know month end finance everyone turned to finance at month end and says you know what are our numbers what are we reporting against you know how well have we done what's the variance analysis but to be honest with you now there are other departments within the company um creating reports creating management reports you know i touched on marketing earlier you know marketing is in a position where they they have so much data so much information then you know they could start reporting their own roi on these projects you know do they really have to wait for a finance person to to do this if uh, it's just you know an, another sort of few data points to bring in cost um, to bring in investment so you know we have to start moving in this space to kind of own it and you know to control the um, the sort of destiny of, of our of our role um, and so that brings me to the to the third point our sort of our own personal motivations and our own sort of um, reasons for doing what we do I don't think anybody who starts a career in accountancy um, thinks you know what in 10 years time um, when I, f I feel like I've really made it that vision is me working weekends 
trying to find errors in spreadsheets, um, you know, providing a hundred page report that I'm pretty sure um, they only look at one page, but that's okay because I've provided 99 pages of, of reports that I'm really happy with. Um, I don't think anyone sort of really sets out on that journey. You know, what they're looking to do is is to be, you know, part of a business, to be integral to that business, to, you know, have learned something so they can judge things and comment on things and advise on things. And that is, and yes, it was probably financial in nature, but I think, you know, everything's sort of so interlinked nowadays that we're not just finance. Finance isn't just about the money, the cash flow, um, you know, the, the, the return on equity for our shareholders. It has to be everything in the business. And the way I tend to frame it from an analytics point of view is, you know, what are the pain points in the business? What are the operational managers and the sales managers and the marketing managers unable to answer with uh, their day-to-day roles, with day-to-day data that they have? And you go after those, you know, what are the KPIs that just, you know, we, we, we know will impact the business? You know, can we get behind those KPIs, the data behind those KPIs, have those conversations? So I think the, the sort of personal motivation there as well is just, you know, we have to start enjoying our jobs. Um, we have to start embracing this technology. And there's a huge opportunity for us to use this technology. Um, and, and one comment on, on the sort of technology side as well. I, you know, I'm obviously a massive advocate for d- digital transformation in finance. But what I don't believe in is that we have to start learning, um, you know, a programming language a data science programming language we have to go back to university and and or do a postgrad course in data science or data analytics you know because that's a completely new career um and not only is it a new career that that career as well is being impacted by technology so you know you're we're just not in that race we're in a very good race ourselves and we just need to focus on that um and you know i don't know it's a bit like if you're a first class sportsman and a physio helps you with an injury you know you may sort of think oh God, i really need to go and you know learn how to be a physio because they've just fixed me but um to go and be a physio you need to you know go back to university you need to do a, a you know a physio course and in that time, you're stopping your own development. You're possibly missing the opportunity of, you know, being in the first team, a shot at the championship. And we're in exactly the same place. You know, th- yes, we need to rely on people to help us to de- deliver value, to look at the big picture, to look at how our teams are changing, you know, to help us find motivation to make this change. Um, but we're not going out there and doing the job as well. Um, because you know that that role is changing that role requires deep investment of time and learning so really the the only option is to find um, partnerships in this space and to to find talent in this space that you can work with Um, and even that's going to be tricky because there is a talent shortage in the whole world of data at the moment so um, so yeah so you know look at Look at your own finance function. Look at your own motivations in this area. You know, what the business is asking for. You as a strategic business partner, what is it that you're trying to do? You know, 
from the very top, from the middle, from within, and then, and then you know go after that journey. Um, and I'm going to point you to a couple of resources here. The first one is uh, from a guy I massively respect, and in fact we're we're all going to be talking uh, at the Virtual Finance World Seminar uh, this coming Monday. Um, but it's it's Anders Lue Lindbergh who has set up the Business Partnering Institute. Um, you know, have a look at his website. Um, he's founded this institution with uh, a number of, of people who he works with in the Nordics. And it's all about this shift in role. Um, you know, he his sort of byline is creating value together. Within his website, he talks about, you know, how we need to look at the business and not just finance, which is exactly Mark Neal's sort of comment. You know, we just look at value creation and not just costs and, and you know, I would say cash flow as well. You know, get a little bit stuck on that sometimes, um, even though it's obviously, you know, very important. Um, and in his his entire sort of website, the businesspartneringinstitute.org, is about promoting this change. And uh, I've known Anders for probably two years now. And met him at a few conferences, heard him talk, and he's a he's a he's an advocate and an inspiration in this area. And uh, there is a, another person that I'm working with actually, and and uh, and that's Andrew Cod. And Andrew is the host of the Strength in the Numbers podcast. Um, he talks to loads of different people who have um, perspectives on again, you know, finance, finance, the future of finance, and finance business partnering specifically. And uh, you know, obviously, I, I point to his podcast. I think it's brilliant. I've I've been on that one as well. Um, had a had a great debate with Lance Rubin uh, about Excel and where that's going. So uh, yeah, I think between sort of Anders and Andrew. And those the, the, that podcast and the the um, website that Anders is is producing, sort of really see the thought leadership in this area of uh, moving from controller role to this value adding uh, business partnering role. So I hope you enjoyed uh, Mark's podcast and uh, obviously his his focuses. And as I said, the aim here is to just pull out a few learnings. Um, the key messages that I feel that he's offered us and uh, to help you look at those in a bit more detail and I will put those references into the show notes uh, if you have a look on generationcfo.com forward slash podcast you'll find uh, all of our show notes there so uh, until next time uh, go get something out of your system and remember the role revolution will not be televised mm-hmm.